Welcome to Date Night Podcast, a tabletop role-playing game podcast set in the homebrew world of Volyanaya. Let's explore a whole new world together. A bit of time has passed on the island of Arcus, and all of you, uh, including Tobias and Silhouette, have been summoned to Redleaf Dojo by Azri. The purpose of the meeting? Unknown. Uh, as usual, Fable and Silhouette arrive early. All of the novices here, Wick, Shay, Fable, and Silhouette, have taken the time to advance in their training. And with the potential for war looming, this has amounted to much training in martial arts in particular. And that's even especially true for Fable. Uh, Silhouette has been prodding her um, to teach her things about combat, since Asri has taught Silhouette little of it in the past few months in comparison to the others. But she sees you sitting quietly near the door and uh, then just sat down quietly across the way as well. She wants to emulate you the best way she can, and she can see um, that you're not in the mood to be approached. So uh, she looks nervous, uh, even as she starts to glow radiantly as the rays of the sun stretch across her face. Uh, You're sitting there studying the new calluses uh, that have just basically turned from the blisters that have uh, been on your fingers. And you're recalling an important day back about a month ago during a training session with Master Kai, the Azure Tiefling Master of Harvest here at Arcus. Um, Kai had always been a standoff-ish sort of master. Um, He was hesitant to show his prowess with his weapons, but the moment you stepped up and asked him to be your master, your sessions with him changed significantly. Kai has been bringing you, uh, over the course of the last few months, to a meadow near Autumn Spring, just a half mile or so outside of the monastery proper. Um, and that one day, uh, when he was training you there, he had s- sort of said the following, so we're sort of flashing back a little bit. He said, Among sands are dangerous, and as most of us advance, we rely more on them than we do our weapons. Master Nightflowers, for example, are just as deadly as their daggers, and Callian knows well their power to heal and to bring peace is as strong as their ability to do harm. This is the way you have heard since you were a child, hands to plant, hands to harvest, to cultivate, but also to cull. But it is not our hands that do the work. It is our spirit, the way we channel the powers of life and death and peace and tumult from the very air around us. Hands are merely tools of our spirit, and if we can channel key into our hands, so too can we channel it into the other tools that we use in this world. There is as much power in my scythe to harvest as there is in my hands. And he throws it down under the ground. And it sits there. Uh, I mean, okay. How much power is in that scythe to harvest? I mean, like, just just laying on the ground there, probably none. Precisely. There is none. There is only what we put into it. And he puts his foot under the handle and flips it up into his hands in a single motion, sweeping it through the tall grasses around you, starting to cut large swaths through it as he moves. And then there's this glowing orange energy that trails from his fingers up the shaft of the handle and into the blade as it explodes outwards with each strike from this Arcadian scythe. And he says... Uh, after he sort of stops swinging. You have learned how to use your momentum to attack again quickly before your enemy has had a chance to rally from your first blow, how to make two attacks in the motion of one. You have begun to channel your key into your body to move and devastate like the wind, 
to be calm and tranquil as a dewy morning and as violent as a hailstorm. But your tools end there. Soon you will learn that anything in your hand can be an extension of your spirit. It can amplify it. And this time he drops the scythe carefully down onto the ground, catching it with his foot on the way down, and he lets it rest beside him. And he pulls out a longbow from off his back. He says, our reach need not be limited by the length of our arms. He knocks an arrow, aims, holds it just a moment as that same orange energy swells from his fingertips into the bowstring and lets fly across the field. It sails for about 500 feet to the edge of the meadow and disappears into the tree line. And he slings the bow back onto his back, picks up the scythe again, and starts walking in that direction. Wait, where are we going? You will see. And he walks in. Moments later, um, are you following him? Or Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Moments <laughs> later, um, a stag stumbles out of the woods, takes two leaps, and falls prone just a few steps in front of your and Kai's path. There's an arrow deep in its chest, nearly as deep as its autumn orange fletching. And he passes you the bow and the quiver off his back. And he says... These are yours, my little fairy tale. Extend your reach. Not all of our foes are close at hand. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I can use this. Well, then you better start practicing. Like, physically, like... Don't you have to be, like, ripped to use a longbow? <laughs> we will see. Okay, uh, yeah. He's you know, I've, I was hoping to channel my key into just some really big muscles, so this is perfect, really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he slumps down, he picks up the stag, throws it over his shoulders, and begins walking up the hill out of the meadow. Um, you stop to try and arrange the quiver onto your back, trying not to dump the arrows out as you yeah, reach, it's to, awkward. reach to grab one, put it into this unfamiliar weapon, and knock it into an arrow. And uh, you turn back to look toward the meadow, I don't know, to look for a target or at least a place that's safe. A direction to shoot the arrow into. <laughs> Not towards my master, right. making his way away. Shoot this stag off of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see from this view on the hilltop that the tall grasses cut down by Kai have left the perfect depiction of a stag's head hewn from the field below. And over the next few months of training, in addition to leveling to five, and we can talk about how that level up is, you gain proficiency with use of the longbow as part of your Kensei training, which is sort of what we're mixing into your um, thing. It'll mix more when we level you up more. Yeah. <laughs> My stats are a mess. It's fine. <laughs> so for level five, um, you get to add your health, uh, your hit points. Um, so you get an either five plus your constitution modifier or a D8 plus your constitution modifier, your choice. Mm, I'll just take the five. Okay. To my health? Yep. Okay. And uh, everybody can go ahead and mark this if you want. Everybody's proficiency bonus at five goes up to plus three. And everybody obviously has five hit dice now instead of four. Um, so when your proficiency bonus goes up like that, that also means your um, spell save DC goes up by one. And your spell to hit goes up by one. And all of your attack chances to hit go up by one. Okay? And our pluses to our damages? No, not to your damage, but your martial arts die is going to go up 
to a d6. So, uh, Eva, when you roll a unarmed strike, you get to use a d6 instead of a d4 now. Okay. Nice. Um, and what I, about my scythe? Is that still a d4? That's... Well, that was 2d4. You're right. I read it wrong. So that's still better. You can yeah. you can always use your martial arts die in place of a weapon as you get higher level, mm-hmm. and it's higher, because eventually I think it'll be like a d10. So... Um, but I think that's about it. So, did you do you have a place for your spell save DC on there? Uh, I don't have any spe- I don't have any spells. Well, you have. Um, I have hellish rebuke. So yes, and stunning strike. At fifth level, monks get stunning uh, strike. Ah, okay. So that that should go up by one. Okay. All right. Go up by one from what? Uh, it's eight plus... Proficiency your plus wisdom, I think. Mm-hmm. So okay. eight plus three is 11. That's the proficiency. And then plus whatever your wisdom modifier is. Okay. <laughs> Math. All right. Are we good with that? Okay. And you also have the longbow. Um Good. That's in the player's handbook, which Sam has over there. Can you look up the longbow for her and get her the stats? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I can put that in my attacks. All righty. For a longbow? Plus your uh, dexterity modifier to the damage. Oh, boy. All right. Shay. Under the tutelage of Master Nightflower, you have slowly started to see that the natural abilities you came to the monastery with are only likely to get you so far. And novice was it. Things have gotten considerably more taxing now than they had been before, something you're not sure the others share because you're probably happy to keep them thinking you've got everything under control. But Nightflower seems to know better, and during last night's session with her, she said as much. From within the shadows, invisible, she spoke to you. The shadows can hide a lot of things, Shay. They can hide dangers, and they can be respites. But there are creatures out there more at home in the dark than you are, and there are creatures that can see past even the best illusions. They cannot be the only things we use to keep us safe, illusions, and shadows. We need people, people we can trust, people who know the truth about what we are, It's a dangerous choice to make, to reveal oneself. She materializes a few feet away from you, standing bolt straight with both hands behind her back. I can go places unseen, see the things that others do when they think they are alone. And it has taught me a lot about my enemies, but made me more cautious and even awkward among my friends, always remembering what I am supposed to know and what I am supposed to be unaware of. It is like living two lives. It is something we all know, this experience of two lives. But some know it better than others. She steps closer and sits down beside you. She says, To go further, you will need to find someone you can trust. We all need light, else there would be no way to tell the shadows from the darkness. And that last statement about having no way to tell shadows from the darkness rings in your mind as there is a pounding on your door. 
light from the outside gleaming into the room around the edges of your curtains, but the curtain's still casting a cool shadow across most of the room. Shay! A voice calls from outside. Yes. Um, it's Burr. Burr's a boy about your age. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Are you going to open, open the door? Open door yeah. It's a pretty burly kid with this pretty thick mustache Good already. Name. Good name. Yeah. Um, he's got dark hair and eyes. He was never fit to be a novice here, uh, but despite looking pretty clumsy in the dojo, he's a good carpenter, and he's already started to taking fixing things around the monastery. And he just says, um, Ashery wants to see you at uh, Redleaf right away. Okay, I'll, um, I'll, I'll be right there. No, okay. And he just closes the door. And I turn back around to uh, Master Nightflower. Hmm? I turn back around to my teacher. No, no, this is the next morning. Oh! Like... During the day, I thought she just no. bamfed into my room. No, no. <laughs> okay. no, not even in the morning. That was a, there's privacy issues night, here. <laughs> you went to bed. This is during the day because you sleep more during the day. Okay. So you turn back and grab your things, mm-hmm. and on the surface of your small little chest of drawers in your room, you see a vanity mirror. When you lean over the table, you see it reflecting back the true form of Vryn of Golden Eyes. Close it. And it is a mirror of true sight, which you now have. Um, well, a mirror of true reflection, I should say, which is right here. Thank you. And we already leveled you to five while we were waiting, right? Yeah. Okay. Wick. Yeah? Uh, You've received some training in combat like everybody else, but mostly you've been put to work brewing potions for the monastery and for Baron Dilfor's men. There's a shipment heading there. Uh, he has stated his resistance to Duke Whitestone's war to those here at the monastery and has balked at sending his men off to Law's End to fight. So, so far, he has sent questions back to the Duke instead of refusals to buy himself time. Uh, during that time, quietly, the monastery has promised him supplies, and you've been a big part of putting those together, getting the food ready, getting the potions ready. And you've learned a few basic formulas, at least, or maybe more how to follow the instructions in Eric's notes. Uh, healing potions, mostly, real simple ones. Silver foil, tiefling's tears, broadfoot leaves, like those in that bitter-tasting tea that Asri seems to call for twice a day. Uh, the pestle work is your least favorite. It takes a delicate hand to work the leaves in such a way as to extract their healing elements without the parts of the leaves that might weaken them. It's easier to chew them and spit them into the potion, but Eric calls that witch work and uh, won't have any of it. Good thing Eric's not always here. So you spit the last bit into the potion, (laughs) cap it with the cork, and you're done. It's time for grapes. Yay. The best thing about making wine is the grapes. No one misses one or 30 of them if they sort of disappear during your work. Whoops. And crushing them doesn't take the precision that broadfoot leaves do. So what's Wick's juice extraction process like? Wick smash. Very <laughs> <laughs> much. You said tiefling tears, and I just imagine Wick like going up to Fable with a bottle like, hey, do you remember that really sad book we were reading? What was that about again? <laughs> no, it's a plant. It's a plant. <laughs> and she totally would try to do that, too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little white, dainty flower. Thank Wick goodness. doesn't do dainty very well. <laughs> okay. Well, what's your juice extraction process like? 
absolute boredom, frustration, doing it as messily as I possibly can and taking handfuls of grapes every now and then. <laughs> yeah. So just eating, crushing, <sighs> cookie monstering. Yeah. <laughs> the, Let's the see if, how fast Wit can get this done. Okay. So after you finish up kind of stomping or crushing through these grapes, uh, it's time to add the yeast and this time eventually a little bit of cane for enrichment Whee! since this batch was picked a bit early and isn't quite as sweet uh, as it might be, just as a hedge against damage to the fields by this upcoming political issue. Better some sweet wine to trade if need be and enough grapes for the need of the monastery if things go smoothly. Um, it was Eric's orders for you to go pick them while Kai was away at Autumn Spring. Uh, Eric catches you measuring cane and yeast and adding it to the batch. And he says, a good brewer measures with her eye, a master with his mouth. He says, and he mixes it up with the spoon, <laughs> and he ladles a bit out into that big spoon, and then just slurps. Wick is trying to surreptitiously wipe her face. And then he dumps the rest of it back in. Too much. Even if they were a little early, they're still grapes, not lemons. We're not making jelly. Crush another basket of grapes into it and add it. When you're done, learn something about wine that isn't measured by a number of scoops. And he slaps you on the back of the head. And he says, I'll have, um, well, what's the name of that girl that you dressed up as last time? Sha, 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 something. Shawshank. Shawshank. Nope, that's Jimmy. <laughs> that's Monk School. There's Monk School. Shara. 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 He says, I'll have Shara bring you a firkin of old ginty up to your room if the runt can haul it that far. If it doesn't roll her down the stairs, maybe you'll learn what real wine tastes like before the barrel's dry. Fine. At least I get to drink later. <laughs> and uh, he leaves. Oh no, what a terrible punishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's you ten gallons enough, of wine. Maybe you'll be competent. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Back to crushing. A little bit more annoyed at this point. Mm-hmm. Eventually you finish, you head back to your room, and there is indeed a small barrel Flurry near your blows. door. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Twice as fast with this bit of grapes. Oh, I thought we were talking about the keg. Like, <laughs> Why are you punching the beer? No, the, the grapes. Um, Wine is uh, so, overrated. Yeah, there is a small barrel at your door, and on top of it is a small vial of flaming red liquid. This is the fire water that you and Eric have been working on. And it's finally done. And he's, he's tied a little uh, so happy. piece of twine around it. It's almost a bow, which is about the best you're ever going to get from Eric. Um, sitting beside them both is an out-of-breath... Char? Char? Shara? Shara. I have Sharon Shar right here because I couldn't remember. Shara. And she says... Uh, and she's just sitting there next to the barrel and the thing of fire water, which I will hand you here. Yes. She says, oh, I brought you the, the, the barrel. I'm just taking a breather. Okay. It was kind of heavy. Plus, I, I told Burr I'd stay here and deliver the message um, so he, he could go wake up Shay. Okay. Uh, what message? The, the Grand Master uh, Asri wants to see you at Redleaf. The Grand Master... Red Leaf. Who's that again? So Asri is the... I'm asking Shara. No, you... You live knows. here. You should know. Asri's no, she's asking anyways. She had lots of grapes and... Okay. <laughs> she's got a they little flask hidden around yet. on the side. No, she's got a flask. She's... 
Asri, you know, the leader. Oh, that's <laughs> right, right. Yeah, of sure. The whole place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I stuttered or something. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that was that was it. Okay, Wick. If you want to do something later, let me know. Okay. Bye. Okay. Wrestling the keg in the room. <laughs> okay, you get the keg into the room. Secure your bottle of fire water. Um, look at the flask. Look at the keg. Wait, is this supposed to be wine? Eh, I'll try it. The keg? Yeah. Yeah, it's a like a nine or ten gallon. It's real small. Um, and you tap it. It's really good wine. Um, he hmm. said old Ginty. That means the previous master here before Eric um, would have been a part of this brewing process. So it's old wine. So well. I, bu- I better drink it fast. <laughs> yes, you better. You don't want it to go bad. No. no. The older old. it is, the faster it goes bad. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a day or two. <laughs> right. Finally, uh, Tobias, mm. as Wick heads over to <laughs> the dojo. Tobias, the illithid groundskeeper. Well, your time here has been interesting. Callian is a patient teacher and mostly the only one that has given you the time of day. You've sat in on the lessons with the others, quietly among children between 8 and 12 years old or so. (laughs) Lessons on canning from Eric, on how to tell a truly ripe tomato from an imposter from Mm. Master Kai. Uh, I don't know how you felt about someone telling you about when to pick a tomato. Um, You had uncomfortable lessons about shadows and darkness that reminded you of the old days from Master Nightflower. Uh, but none of the other masters seem to be able to connect to your spirit. As a mind flayer, you spent so much time learning through intellect, gaining knowledge of those around you from the elder brain or from more direct and unsavory ways. But there's no way to suck this knowledge from the air around you, to channel it into your body in some way like the key of your masters. And there's no brute force way to find it either, through the means of your body that you came to rely on when your mind was shattered when it left the hive mind. But one day, the long-suffering Callian took you out to tend the gardens and noticed something. The places where you walked and pruned and tended all seemed to spring up again. Despite your best efforts, unable to cull away the plants without seeming to grow them right back in their places. Stronger and healthier than before. Tomato! (laughs) Sometimes it was weaker dying tomato plants or other fruit-bearing plants that you replaced, and other times it was things that Callian called weeds. But to you, they were all alive. And while the key you were looking for eluded you, your search for it, the constant reaching out with your will, connected you further to the land that has been your peace for so many years. Great. Your powers make you terrible at your job. (laughs) But that breakthrough was more than a month ago. The other breakthroughs, well, you've kept most of those to yourself so far. Mm. That was ominous. (laughs) Well, I didn't know how much he was telling Especially anybody. since I'm pretty sure mind flayers break through people's skulls. <laughs> I don't know how you would know that. There's no children missing, are there? No, you pass a poster. <laughs> missing. <laughs> hmm. I'm um, a good Shara. mind flayer. No. Uh, so like Is that obedient or, or good? <laughs> Both. Oh, Wick, eventually you make your way to Redleaf Dojo. Kept seeing Shay walking up the stairs kind of in front of you. Um, already almost there as you're across the courtyard. Um, hey, Shay, you want some? Oh, what is it? Uh, it's old Ginty's wine. Have some. Yeah. 
It's, it's good, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, nothing like a good stiff drink right before it's training wine. exercise. I didn't drink Fable. the whole it's, thing. It's just, wine. just a taste. I've got the liquor in my flask. You don't have to have any of that one. Gosh. Okay. Sorry. So you guys are outside. You're actually in Red Leaf Dojo already with Callian. And when Callian hears Wick and Shay uh, come in and start sharing drinks, she goes out and opens the door and she says, Please, come in and sit. I'll fetch Master Azri from her reading now that you're all here. And she opens the door, slides it open, lets you into the I'd dojo. I'd like to cartwheel to my seating spot right next to uh, Fable. and just sure. like Roll an acrobatics check. Just for fun. <laughs> fail, fail, fail. Uh... 17. Yeah, that's definitely good enough for a cartwheel. No, wait. We went up. 18. 18. Okay. That's still good enough for a cartwheel. Hi, Fable. Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, Tobias, you're, you're here too. Yes, I am. How's Look it? at me. And I try a cartwheel. <laughs> yes. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh. You put your hands down and you pop back up the same way that you were going before. I've the same way you started from. done it. You want some? Wow, bud, that's a really good start. Mm-hmm. Here, have some, have some, have some. It's really good. Sure, one of my tentacles reaches out and grabs one. Mm-hmm. And Wick is now making and a very strange face. And it just kind of pulls it into the rest of my tentacles, <laughs> right. un- like underneath, and you don't see the bottle again. Boom, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Wick's face is kind of frozen. Where do you think the bottle went? Oh, you wouldn't believe half the stuff he keeps in there. <laughs> what? Where? How do you know this? I pull out a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get another bottle. I mean, uh, uh, according to the like backstory we've made up, I've kind of been friends with Tobias since like forever. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I give her a little pat on the head with another tentacle. Shay is suddenly looking for like a pocket dimension or something <laughs> up in there. <laughs> a chin of holding. A chin I of holding. Still have yeah. my flask. Do you want some? Oh, I mean, sure. I'd no, love some. You. Oh, you never know. Half the time they beat the crap out of us. Maybe after. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It's crazy how if they tell you not to do something and then you do it, they get upset. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> my key is coming along really good. That's really good, Tobias. Look what I can do. And I create a little flame on a candle. Whoa. Whoa. That was one key point. That's actually pretty cool. Uh-huh. And it goes out. Wait, you can uh, Wait, you can do that? Mm-hmm. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. What school is that? Tomato Walker. Um. Once again, Wick has a <laughs> frozen expression on her face of this time confusion. Fable is Tomato Walker. Tomato water. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a, is that a real thing? Uh, I mean, I've never heard of it. Okay, I hadn't I hadn't read about it either, so I was just wondering. <laughs> and after a little bit, uh, Asri, who's the the head of the monastery, um, uh, you would know Asri was originally from another monastery and came here for training and never left. Uh, she fell in love with the sun-baked spring fields and the songs of planting. She can often be heard singing or humming as she tends to her business. Uh, her tawny skin and chestnut hair show signs of weathering, but she still looks younger than her true age. You know, she's been a master here for more than 30 years and the grandmaster for 12 or so since the master of the fallow field was buried beneath 
a fallow field. Um, but today, she looks uncharacteristically pale and serious. Eric and Callian enter the room behind her. And Asri says, Well, we've decided to send you all out. Mm. Thank out? you, Master. Yeah. Out, out, out where? She says it pretty awkwardly, too, like breaking the silence with no introduction. I'm on my knees bowing. I wish we could keep you close, but we need to send you to the stone mark. To the what? And Callian says, it's not a long journey. Um, Almost more to Asri than to you. She says, but it's an important one. Okay. You'd know Stone Mark is one of the other small provinces on this island. Okay. You guys are in the Southland part of the island, and Stone Mark is adjacent. Uh, it's where Baron Gilfor um, is is in charge as well. Mm. And uh, Asri says, "You know some of what's going on because you've been a part of our finding out about it. Gilfor has been very careful so far." to buy some time. But even a silver tongue can only save a lord from his obligations for so long. We are to send him supplies while it's still legal for us to do so. While we might still claim to be supporting the effort, while perhaps actually supporting a rebellion should Gilfor ever manage one. And Callian says, we were just going to send Tobias. Um, and we would have if that was the extent of the mission, just delivering supplies. But it... It seems it may not be. Nightflower, and she just kind of looks around the room. Mm -hmm. Are you sure we're alone? And Nightflower steps out of the shadows in the corner of the room. And she says, yes, I've blocked the room from divination. And the shadows here all belong to me. Asri just nods at her and looks back at all of you. And then at Tobias, she says, Mm -hmm. Tobias, Mm -hmm. those books, the ones Callian took from you, Mm -hmm. And she's talking about the tomato smut book. His Ka- face turns red. Callians took <laughs> took them from you, much to your protest, maybe. Mm. Callian says, the ones he used in his presentation to my other nurtured ones about alternative uses for tomatoes? I thought that was very educational. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Shay, with your passive perception, you notice Nightflower, usually very hard to read and guarded, smile behind her hand. <laughs> Tobias is smiling a little bit too Asri says I'm just going to put my mask up and hide the grin <laughs> You found those books at Fennec's estate, right? They're not some dream of yours forged onto paper Mm-hmm And Callian says They were terribly descriptive Yes, they were Why did, wait, why did the, the, the Baron have them? <laughs> They were books, they were written by the lady of the house and the servant of the house who were having an affair together. It was their journals. That's, that's what they were. I'm going to cry real human <laughs> tears. Mm-hmm. Asri says, descriptive, yes, but they may have been the most important thing that came from your oh, little escapade. Oh, oh, oh. The notes from Gilfor were helpful, but these, <laughs> these might bring Fennec down. Oh. Those what? <laughs> They might bring Baron Fennec down. So I saved the world? Well, 
Coming at the king of magic again. <laughs> Night Flowers just steps up, kind of ignoring Ex-God, that. God, king of magic, thank you. And she says, I've studied them. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Closely. <laughs> and what's... what's 7,000 words written yesterday? She's what's well time. Focused and shot. Fable what? is also crying tiefling tears. Wick collecting them. Flask out. Yeah. <laughs> collecting them for potions. I have two seconds from casting darkness. <laughs> what's much more important than the detail, Master Nightflower says, are the dates. Mm. I've matched them against other records, and I'm pretty certain, well, more than, more than pretty certain, you see, the Baron wasn't home at the right time. Baron Fennec is the servant's bastard, begot by the whole torrid tomato tryst. I'm sorry. The, the image, the imagery was just positively pervasive and as ridiculous as anything people do when they think no one is watching. Nightflower says they're old enough to know. <laughs> and Eric says, "So to be short, the little lord that is such a big part of our problems is just a little bastard tomato baby." <laughs> That's the inside joke for our potato baby heist episode. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I've never heard you laugh that loud. The, the phrase. <laughs> I'm sorry. The phrase little best. <laughs> <laughs> is the most powerful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> And Callian, after everybody laughs, she's sort of not laughing in the corner. She's a little red, and she just says, Crass is always Eric. And Asri says, okay, enough, enough. It was an interesting read. We can all agree. Mm. But what's really important is that we have the information, and we aren't about to let it out until the real Baron is close at hand and far away from harm. If news of this got out, now Lord Fennec would be second in line by way of his mother's blood. And we wouldn't put it past that little bastard to make sure that didn't stand for long, Eric says. Nightflower says, the now Baron, Thomas Fennec, his uncle Danvers Fennec, is the rightful heir and true Baron of the Southland. And he happens to be off near Dilfor's war camp. Eric says, the old brewers say he's true to the Southland, and he fought with Gilfor when Baron Gilfor was still a general, and the Southland and Stonemark had the skirmish with the destroyer's orcs from Lamoche. Asri says, We wish we could have confirmed this quicker. We know the younger Fennec knew Gilfor was considering standing against Duke Whitestone based on the letters you found open in his estate. Whether he told the Duke about it or not, we don't know. But if the younger Fennec knows he's a bastard, there's a good chance he's got it out for the Elder. Danvers' choice to ride out to Stonemark toward Gilfers might mean bad news no matter which side he's on. If Danvers is headed there to back Gilfor, an assassin might make quick work of him. If he's headed there on behalf of his nephew, Gilfor might make short work of him. He's still a general, but his nephew has what little army there is en route to Whitestone Landing, which, quite honestly, is another reason to act quickly. Asri says, so that's where we need you to go. To Stonemark. Bring the early crops and the potions we prepared to deal for. But on the way back, we need you to quietly find the true baron of the Southland, Danvers Fennec, at his camp near the Feltree River. 
near the old lumber camp. Bring him back here safely. I thought we were going to get to kill somebody finally. That's no. disgusting. <laughs> Maybe quietly. Okay. What kind of looks over at Shay? And, huh? They said assassination. I, I, I don't know. I got excited. <laughs> Did I give you too much? I think I may have given I've you too much. I've had two sips. She we'll shakes do around. it. Yeah, sips. Mm-hmm. Completely ignoring the fact that she drank I get most to go. Of it. Silhouette says, "Of course you do." No, wait, hold like, on. Like, We're not huh? babysitting again. Again, yeah. I would rather still stay here, but the other masters say she was an important part of your last incursion. I'm a master. No. Oh. You are a nurtured one, but we need you to drive the cart. Oh. I can drive a cart. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it will be ready to leave in the morning, and we'll have a few extra horses. Okay, we don't have to ride in the back this time. How long of a journey is it? I'm just hoping mm, there's no To the lumber camp the by the stone time. mark. Day and a half. Okay, so everybody bring your camping gear, I guess. Camp out. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, are you sure that, you know, what one of the ma- masters shouldn't be doing this? Or come with us? Yeah, maybe. Eric yeah, or maybe accompanying us. Walks over in between you and the other masters, and he says, I volunteered, but they wouldn't have it. We can't see a master to be seen anywhere near there, or they'll know there's some reason we're out. If you're just out delivering supplies, that would be no reason for a master to go. I mean, I could do disguises. I can, like, give you a mustache and stuff or shave off your beard. Just glares at you. Come on! Master Nightflower could go and no one would ever see. We'll be okay, kiddos. That's true enough, but they need me here to guard the dojo against divination. Yeah, that that's... I do have a way to sort of be along. She hands you a stone, a smooth, polished stone. She says, this will help you be in communication with me. Um, it can only be used sparingly and then needs to be recharged by the light of the dawn. Why do all of my characters get a rock eventually? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's D&D. All your, all your stuff is rocks and all your enemies have tentacles. How D&D. Long? And some of your friends. <laughs> how, long does some it, of your friends. how long does it need to charge? recharges in the light of day. Right, but like, do I need to leave it out for an hour, two hours, just a quick flash up and down and put it back, or just a quick? Oh. Oh, okay. Ooh. So it's a, s- a stone of sending. Smooth which rock. can cast the sending, sending spell once and recharges at dawn. Cool. And she has the other half. When you find the Baron... Let us know. Okay. Yep, I don't see any way this could go wrong. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I guess it should be easy. Yeah, if we lived last time. We can't keep <laughs> you know here forever. You know what? We sure did. As much as Asri would like to, they need to earn their keep, Eric says. Are we they? Doing all this time, I've not been earning my keep. So, <laughs> which one was my ma- is my Callie is your master? <laughs> is she she's in here. Mm-hmm. I w- want to go. Everybody up except Kai is. I want to walk up to her and say thank you for trusting me, master. 
you're you're welcome, Tobias. I, I know you're you're good with with the cart, and <laughs> and you know you'll know the way. You've you've been to Stonemark before, so um, guide these children the best you can. I will, Master. Children. All right. Now we're definitely babysitting. <laughs> 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 and with that, is there anything you want to do this night or day? Most of this, it's like afternoon, so you have a little bit of day and the evening left before you're going to leave in the morning. Is there a place in the monastery that we can get maybe get some, some health potions? <clears throat> what have I been working on all this time? That's where they would all... Fire water? And? Drinking? And? She's been making Herbal abuse. <laughs> so you know you're bringing, you're bringing food and health potions okay. to the... Um, right, but that's for them. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, if you go to, with Wick over to uh, Eric's, you'll probably each get a, a regular healing potion. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, you remember what happened last time. Don't tell anybody. I'd rather not these. think about okay, it. Okay, okay. That's uh, 2d4 plus 2. There are five of those. One each? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Part of me would hope, like, I feel like Fable would be like, I get, like, cool, everyone else is here except my master, um, but also know uh, Kai well enough to know that there's no point in like really like looking for him and if he has anything to say to her before they leave then he'll find her so she'll probably be practicing with her bow okay that's probably good working on that keg <laughs> okay yeah you gotta speed things up now <laughs> we're just gonna have a hangover for your cart there's trip. a cart mm-hmm. she'll be fine it's very bumpy I'm gonna go ahead and get the rest of my stuff from my room and I'm going to go ahead and change into my traveling clothes instead of the, the whole school uniform thing. Yeah. That's probably fair. Are you guys going to be in your habits or are you going to wear some regular clothes? I'll be in my habits. I'm just going to wear my habit. Okay. I mean, you you are sort of your cover is not even cover. Like, it's you're going to deliver things to Gilvor. Yeah, so. which we are doing for real. I know. So. I just, I wear the habit all the time. Yeah, you have an opportunity it's, to do that. <laughs> they just want to mix up their look. I do. So and are, if we, are we habits or not habits? Habits. Oh, we're supposed to change our clothes? She kind of tries to fold her shirt a little bit to hide some of the grape stains. <laughs> it's constantly grape stained. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> yeah. It's not even green anymore. It's just various shades of purple yeah. all over. Green plus purple equals brown. Yeah. Mm. Oh, right. Sure. Um, hey, do you have an extra? An extra what? You know, like habit. Just wear what you always wear. Uh, uh, I forgot your name, but mine's stained. Shay's just vain. Well, if you're if you're wearing the habit, I'll wear it. I'll wear the habit. Fine, whatever. I'll wear mine. Mm. Wasn't expecting the wardrobe to be such a contentious decision. And yours is still different. So theirs are green, and yours would still be brown. I think was what the nurtured ones were. I'll take it. All right. Is well, it a little this is small? Just for the fan art. No, they could have made it easily enough for you, so it'd fit mm. right. All right. Sorry. I'm is that it? Is there anything else you guys want to do? I'm going to go spend a key point 
and supposed to be green, but it ends up brown. Um, create water to water my tomatoes. Okay. So Tobias goes out to his you small field points? by a shack. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I'm gonna spend a first level key point. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you go out near your tomato plants, looking a little bit parched. No, no rain over the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. and create a little sprinkle of water over the top of them, creating a few gallons of sort of uh, rainfall-like mm. uh, precipitation that they soak up happily. Yay! Yeah, I just picture Winston here. <laughs> <laughs> Leave not. Winston out of this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike, and you're listening to the Date Night Podcast. If you're interested in our homebrew content, such as class and race options or other unique things about the show... You can check that out from our Friendly Neighborhood Game Moms Dungeon Master Guild page. So some of them are free, some of them are pay what you want, others are just a few dollars and are used really, they really do help us out. Um, You can find all of these by going to our website, d89podcast.com, and clicking on the store tab, or by going to dmsguild.com and searching for Will Mayer. Now, I've seen some of Will's content, actually I've seen it all, but the titles are Path of the Fury for the Barbarian, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Rules for Building Your Own Homunculus, which is just horrifying. Bloodlines, A Guide to New Playable Races, Backgrounds and Feats, and Crinkle Fire Touches Guide for the Homebrew Magic Items made specifically for this campaign. Speaking of that campaign, let's get back to it and hear what's in store next for our characters. Early in the morning, Tobias has the cart ready to go after one last check-in on his tomatoes. Um, It's a pretty full cart this one's open it's not covered but it's got a tarp across the goods in the back um two people could sit in the front of the cart in the driver's seat so tobias and somebody else probably there's a back step that maybe one or two people could sit on it's pulled by two horses and they've given you given you two other um horses that you could just ride so who's going to go up in the front with tobias not it i'll do it it's fine hmm nice but probably not the whole trip, though. I'll sit on the back. I've never ridden a horse. I'll take a horse. Okay. So I guess Wick and... Uh, Wick's passed out. Wick's half unconscious. Wick but is very drunk. Wick will do whatever uh, <laughs> we tell her to at this point. Or I guess Wick, is, Wick has a hangover. And Wick is not here. So we'll put Wick on a horse. That'll be good for her head. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you guys, with a the loud horse with all the bells. <laughs> yeah, you're on a horse with bells. Okay, I was gonna say that she just snuck into the cart during the night so she could just sleep through okay, us leaving. Uh, like, everybody, by the way, Wick. where is Wick? <laughs> she like. Uh, everybody, <laughs> roll a perception <clears> check. <throat> Nat 20. Non-nat 20. Okay, the two 20s. Eight. <laughs> Hear Wick snoring. Oh, wait, that wasn't, a, that wasn't a D20 that I just... <laughs> Those are teeny. This one's They're a so four. <laughs> you were better with the wrong dice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a D12. I rolled the first. You hear some uh, snoring coming from underneath the tarp. Hmm. Let her sleep. Let her sleep. You don't want to ma- spend another key point to make another conjure water? <laughs> no, that would be mean. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> All right. Hey, at least she made sure that she was there. Yeah, she got there for sure. Yeah, she was there first. All right, so you guys uh, set out from the monastery and start traveling uh, along the road. 
Um, it's pretty nice out. It's getting toward fall, but it's still fairly warm. You can see silhouette on the back of the cart, very happy to be in the sun, as usual, um, sort of radiating because of it. And uh, the cart moves at a nice steady clip along the roads here, which are pretty well maintained. Shay's going to take the rock, hold it directly at the sun <laughs> for a few seconds, and then... It, it warms up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put feel it back. The, the rock get warm as you put it uh, back into your pouch and head along the road. So what's the... Uh, uh, where are you riding? Are you trying to keep an eye out or uh, ahead of them or behind them or what? Yeah, I'll, I'll be a little bit ahead, maybe 30 feet or so. Okay. Um, I'm just going to roll something. We don't do much for traveling. I'm going to roll for random stuff. Uh, Are we there yet? (laughs) Wick wakes up about two hours uh, into your journey underneath the tarp. Good Um, morning. No, we just set out a little while ago. Oh, okay. You want to sit back here with me? You you good down there? You okay? I'm, I'm... I'm Man, she's always so tired. Maybe she's got some thyroid issues or something. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and as you continue along the road for the day, um, you pass a few travelers going from place to place, some merchants uh, bringing their things from town to town. Um, but nothing seemingly too hazardous. It starts to get toward nightfall. And um, you realize it would be time to maybe either set a camp unless you wanted to try to push through the evening. That would be up to you. Uh, Tobias, you, do you want to uh, stop now or do you think you can drive for a while longer? I think I could drive a little bit longer. Shay, we're trying to decide if we could stop. Are you good? I mean, I, I'm kind of enjoying the open road. All right. I guess Let's we keep going. Go. Then. Okay. I'll put on another DVD back there for you guys. <laughs> Shut up. We only have veggie tails. You continue (laughs) heading along the road, and it starts to get toward dusk. Oh, God. (laughs) What does he do when he sees Bob the tomato? (laughs) (laughs) Tobias is not attracted to tomatoes. Are you sure? Yes. (laughs) Tobias just appreciates a good tomato. (laughs) In the same way that Baron's wife appreciated a good tomato? No. The smooth, He's just tender skin, the slight give of the flesh. We've been married for three years. Oh, and, and that's over. <laughs> Sam has never looked at me the way he just looked at me before. I've never. Just complete disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, these were your character decisions. <laughs> He's we're not attracted having, to tomatoes. You're the, one, you're the one who got tomato erotica and went, ooh. So <laughs> any decisions made after that point are a direct reflection of the choice that you made. It wasn't. <laughs> it, he was just happy He's to see speechless. the inclusion. He's speechless. <gasps> okay. So anyway. Never <laughs> At some life. point, Wick does actually wake up and she takes her sash off and ties it real low over her eyes and sits next to Silhouette. Okay. You just watch kind of the road behind you fading away, keeping an eye out, making sure nothing's sneaking up on you. Yeah. Uh, and eventually dusk mm-hmm. uh, starts to settle. She's um, totally doing all that. the little hilly roads here. Uh, now that you're sort of out of the, or nearly out of the Southlands, up toward uh, Stonemark, 
uh, but not quite toward where that uh, lumber camp is. Um, you could continue to push on. You would be potentially risking um, exhaustion on the horses. So that's your call. Uh, Tobias, you would know you have maybe another six hours or so at the pace you're heading mm -hmm. to the old lumber camp. All right. We're going to take a nap here. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Does somebody want to make a survival check for setting up the camp? Who would be good at that? <laughs> Do I get... Wick's going to try. Okay. Do I get the... Oh, that's not bad. Stats. Oh, that's really Like nice. the saving throws and the proficiencies. Cool. Mm -hmm. Wick rolled a 19. Yeah, that's pretty good. So you find a nice spot kind of... Uh, well, it depends. Do you want a spot with a nice view, or do you want a spot that's kind of hidden from view? What are you looking for? I mean, Always we're not we're not hiding. immediately mm. hidden from view. <laughs> the immediate two others. <laughs> it's better to not hide. The other ones. It's better to hide. <laughs> I didn't say it's better to not hide. I just said we're not hiding. Immediately hidden from view, but where people can easily get to the edge if one of us is on watch. Okay. Like in a thick copse, but not too deep. Yeah. So you find a little stand of uh, fir trees that you can park the wagon in. That sort of keeps it out of sight. Um, and you could sort of set up your tents around that area so that you can look out and have a little bit of cover from the uh, shadows of the trees. It's a pretty bright night. Um, the the non-Steve moon is high in the sky and yeah. uh, near full. Um, so you get a pretty good view of the land around you, and you start to hear sort of the sounds of night, like the um, owls and crickets and Ooh. frogs and a whippoorwill. Uh, near the wagon because no. they enjoy being <laughs> no, the Why do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> we don't hate you. The whippoorwills hate you. No, they Actually, they, they love you. you. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> the last time I slept here, there was a whippoorwill right above the van and it just sat there for like four hours. And <laughs> 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 I hated it. <laughs> so it's personal. It's very personal. <laughs> I consider getting my slingshot out. Um, as you're sitting there during the night, you do, um, well, are, are you going to take watches? or? Wick will take the first be? two watches since she had a nice long rest. Here, come here. Come okay. here for a second. What? Close your eyes. Okay. Uh, spend two key points, cast dark vision. Okay. Whoa, this is really cool. Be Thanks. Careful. You can't see colors, but you can see better than your normal eyes. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, oh, look at that. Huh. You know, it's a I was going to say puny human eyes, but Shay, aren't you human too? Yeah. That's why I said your normal eyes. I have That's human really eyes. Are they puny? Nerd. I mean, none of you guys have dark vision. I guess I have dark vision. I, I can have dark vision if oh, I want yeah, to. Oh, yeah, you have you have the shadow thing. I can yeah. give dark vision if I want to. Huh. That's I weird. Yeah, like but Fable always really has far. it. Oh, Great for Fable. Yeah, you, you do too, Toby. I wasn't born a tiefling. Mm, me neither. Here, come here. I'll spend two more key points. <gasps> Hope we don't Look have to fight that before. bird over there. Isn't that funny looking? Her <laughs> eyes like light up that same color that they do when she's in the sun. It's almost like a reflective sort of thing. And so, so it works. Do you see it? Isn't it fat? It's really ugly. It's really funny it's looking. It's a weird looking little bird. Do you hear it's how loud cute. it is? Yeah. Still, it's past your it. bedtime. Okay. Yeah. 
I can try and sneak up on it. Do you think I can get it, guys? All right. Aren't Are you, you supposed to be keeping watch? I, I'll do it after this. Just this one bird. Okay. Make a stealth check. Fifteen. Ooh. The whipper will seize you coming and jumps out of the tree and starts <laughs> across to another treetop about 30 feet away, deeper into the little stand. Please, no. Is everyone still awake? No, we all, we no. all went to sleep before you started your grand adventure. Fine, I'll come back. Okay. You start... Unless uh, another one comes up. Traipsing back through the woods. Um, roll a perception check. Okay. Um, can I have the monster manual? <gasps> did, did I get oh, the benefit no. of a short rest? Probably not. I well, she was there a while. She waited for you guys to go to yeah. sleep, so yes. Yes. Got the key points back. Looking around for more whipper rules. Squinting at the bottoms of yeah. trees. As you're kind of looking around, looking for them at the bases of trees and also up into the branches where that other one flew. A blink raptor tears your face <laughs> off. <laughs> um, you. Kind of uh, move forward and you trip and sort of stumble down toward the ground, make a dexterity saving throw. I was going to say acrobatics, but okay. Ooh, a dex saving throw? Mm-hmm. Not net 20. All right. You trip, and you make a decent sound as you kind of crack the twig, and then off in the distance, kind of in your peripheral, you see a flash of something moving, and it's sort of crashing through the trees a little bit too, maybe 15, 20 feet away. In line with me towards the camp, or slightly ahead, behind? Kind of beside you. I mean, in line with me heading towards the camp? Um, no, it seems like it's moving, like, if the camp is here and you're walking this way, it's moving, like, this way. Away from me? Yeah. Perpendicular. Okay. I'm going to squint after, squint after it while I continue walking towards the camp. Okay. Can I attempt a new... No, it kind of vanished into the uh, oh. bottom undergrowth of the trees. Okay. <laughs> I'm a super light eyes. sleeper and, and really perceptive. Hey, Would I have heard device. anything? Hmm? Just a little ways away. Um, I saw something when I was trying to catch a bird. Oh, did you see a bird? Well, the bird flew away, but then um, I saw something when I was coming back. It was, like, going away from me, but I don't know what it was. That would probably um, be enough to wake you up. Um, 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 yeah. Oh. What are we talking about? You've got... You can see in the dark stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So you need I to have like, advanced dark vision. <gasps> you can see farther than I can? Mm-hmm. 120 can that, like, shaded? feet. Nope. I don't I think so. Am I sleeping peacefully? Um, well, yeah. So, uh, wake up <laughs> and help perception? me look around, because there may be something. What are we talking about? Sure. I saw oh. something when I was trying to catch a bird, and I it wasn't a bird. I think she saw another bird. It was not a bird. It didn't move like a bird. Have you been drinking? Th- what is passive perception? Ten plus whatever your perception bonus Remember, I was asleep in the cart, and okay. I had to finish Ten. all the wine. But you haven't had anything no, you else to, to have drink a perception bonus. Oh, not much. Right. No, you're right. Okay. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. You and Syl are still asleep. I, I, I trust Well, let you. me make a perception check. All right. You're going to scan okay. through the woods? Go ahead and do that. Can um, I help? Yeah, you can roll an advantage if she was looking to. That's a 20-something. 
It's 20. Oh, it's probably going to matter. 20 math. Uh, okay. You do see uh, sort of Four. a white streak uh, in the underbrush. It's a fairly tall looking quadrupedal creature. You don't get a great look at exactly what it is with sort of the uh, distance that it is from you, even with your superior dark vision. It's kind of out in where the light looks kind of dim. But there's something there. Hello! <laughs> no! Roll, Did you see uh, it? Did you see it? I thought I saw something. No, Maybe when you do that, you see a head sort of pop up and cock. Does it look like an animal? It looks like it's trying to hide. Um, you can roll an animal handling check, I guess. I don't see anything. Hmm, plus seven, ten. Okay. Does it just look like an animal? Yeah, it is an animal. You, you can tell. I spend a key point. Okay. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> to speak also, with animals. Also, wait, you don't have key point. I spend a first level key point. <laughs> okay. To uh, speak with animals. Hello. Is there some sort of denial you going on You hear back. Hello. And oh. all of you just hear a howl. Oh. Except for Tobias. Do I hear a howl? Yeah, that? that's probably that? enough. Would we would be that? able what to recognize that? what kind of a howl it was? was with that? the nature check. What was that? What was that? How are you doing today? That's a 20. Five. Uh, winter wolf. They live up the, this far north, the, kind of, in the, the, in the win, world, up near this island. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a winter wolf. They oh. are white. That was a winter wolf. Uh, they tend to be better hunters mm-hmm. throughout the winter, and during the summers, they can get a little bit desperate and a little bit hungry. I'm going to go ahead and try to hide. <gasps> What's going okay. on? I heard a winter wolf. He's okay. Hello. How are you? Hungry. Ooh. Could I get you some tomatoes? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed, I don't know if you're allowed to, but I rolled creeper. a 17 on you stealth can. check. Yeah, okay. an this is getting creepier. Um, creepier. Would you like some of my food? Wait a minute, where'd nice? she go? Why is he howling? I'll give you some of my nice food. Can you food? see it? Uh, roll a persuasion check. Hmm. That's not good. Neither's my Eleven. N- my natural one's minus one isn't too good either. <laughs> 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 you see it just sort of part from the underbrush and pad slowly and cautiously about 30 feet toward you so that it's about 100 feet away now. Oh, are you scared? Wick is staring open mouth, pointing at it. I'll spend another key point and turn into a winter wolf. Okay. Why? And walk up to him with my sack. You don't need to key point. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) With my pack. (laughs) Okay. You don't need to spend a key point to, to wild... Never mind. And I walk up to him with my sack and I pull out. I'm sure I had some like salami or pastrami in there. <laughs> All good elephants do. So you just throw some rations out to the wolf? Yeah, you give him some of the meat. Some pepperonis. So this wolf some watches pepperonis. as another wolf with a Jan Sport comes up <laughs> and pushes out some Slim Jims. Is mm-hmm. that what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, with that persuasion check and his not-so-good persuasion check, he's going to grab a couple big pieces of meat, swallow them almost whole, then grab the biggest one he can and turn around and run with it. Bye! And off he goes. 
Does he not say goodbye? Oh, thank you. His mouth you. is very full. <laughs> I thought you wanted to be a monk. Am I asleep? I am a monk. I've never or seen any kind of monk do that. Nope. Wait, are you still a dog? Mm. Is it still a wolf? No. You couldn't have been a winter wolf. You could have been a wolf. Oh, all right. Oh, I turn back to Tobias. Illithid. Am I awake? Mm-hmm. Shay, without breaking stealth. No, go back to sleep. <laughs> Still goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not a normal monkey monk thing. I've no. never seen any kind of monk do that. I don't I'm think you're the monk. way of the tomato walker. Okay. Guys, I'm starting to think way of the tomato walker might not be a thing. <laughs> Sounds kind of druish to me. No, I'm a monk. All right. Since he's in denial, we should all go back to sleep now. Whose watch yeah. is it? it? It's mine still. Is it still your for watch? Um, a little it bit. seems like you didn't do that good of a job. It was a bird. I'll stay up the rest <laughs> of the night. Are you sure? Sure. I don't mind taking turns. Well, I don't. I could take the next shift though. Uh, okay. Wake me up. All right. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Okay. Yeah, still has some I guess. time. Me too. She's not tired yet because she slept a lot of the day. She's gonna go look for another bird. Okay. Didn't you just say Make you can make a survival check? Eight. 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 Okay. Uh, you see Wick head off into the woods, cracking on sticks and branches as she goes to Bias looking mm. for a bird. Um, which can apparently hear Wick coming. How far are you going into the woods to look? Not far. Okay. You go a little ways into the woods, look around. 30 feet maybe. Step in some wolf poop Uh. and don't find any more whippoorwills. Goes back to camp. Okay. Are they asleep? He's awake. I'm just going to sit here for a little bit. Would you like a tomato? Nope. Real, okay. Real quick, before I go to sleep, minor illusion, put a whippoorwill right next to her. When? When she comes back? When she comes back. Okay. So Shay, sort of half asleep, sleeps really lightly with that observant feet, sees you come back and crack through the things. Uh, can she tell if it's an illusion? How does that work? Only if she touches it. It doesn't make any noise. It's just there's no image. It's no, like, intelligence check unless she wants to detect, I think, right? So you just see a little whippoorwill at the base of one of the trees. You know she's going to try and catch it. Yeah. Catch it? Why mm-hmm. else do you think I, okay. I cast it? Uh, so roll a sleight of hand check. Me? Mm-hmm. Are you going to let her catch it or are you going to move it? I'm going to let her catch it. Okay. 16? Yeah, you try to sneak up, but then all of a sudden you pounce, kind of like a cat. Two hands onto the thing. Poof, it just vanishes. Well, it doesn't vanish, but she, you pass right through it. Go to bed now, young one. Yeah, she's going to sit next to Shay and wait for My Shay to go to sleep. My closed. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm I'm asleep. <laughs> Make a deception check. Mm, not great. Hang on. Insight check. Twelve. Twenty-three? <laughs> that probably wins. 
I'm not the best at math, but that probably wins. You know Shay's not really asleep. I'm going to wait till Shay goes to sleep and then wipe my shoe on her tent. Gross. Wait, what? <laughs> I stepped in wolf poop. Oh. Okay, cool. These wolves are out here pooping on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's crazy, isn't it? All right. For the sake of it, I think you go through shifts throughout the rest of the night. You get your long rest, if that replaces anything that you need. And you set out again in the morning toward the um, stone mark. Um, after you travel a little ways on the road, Shay, are you still sort of leading the way in the front? Yeah, sure. Uh, having a look around. Uh, you see first, then, in the distance, um, maybe... You're heading about northeast, and to the east or so, you see some smoke uh, rising. I'm going to turn around and tell the others. Um, there's some smoke up ahead. Yeah, it's probably just a campfire. We'll be on the lookout. Yeah. All right. Everyone make sure you're paying attention. Yeah. Right. She stops digging through her bag looking for her next wineskin. Okay. You keep heading northeast sort of getting a little bit closer to where the smoke is but also in you know angling a little bit more north of it um but you can see more and more that it's pretty thick in the sky as you get a little bit closer um and and you could roll an insight check if you're examining the smoke 20 24 20 wow so um all of you pretty quickly feel just some sort of uh, kind of in your gut this isn't right uh, whatever's going on over there with the smoke uh, it kind of prickles the hair on the back of your neck tentacles tentacles on the back of your tentacles then <laughs> hairy tentacles <laughs> that must be an interesting shave every morning as you continue there's uh, uh, an intersection in the road as you come up ahead into bias, you know uh, at this T intersection, you kind of have to continue straight, and then it curves ahead more northward. And the southern road um, that intersects it that you're not currently on is the one that runs down to the lumber camp that you're supposed to hit on your way back from delivering the goods. But the way to the stone mark is sort of straight ahead and then curving up toward the left. Let's keep going. All right. As you start to head through the intersection, there's some trees uh, here, some really old um, trees that the kind of the lumbering never quite hit, but like back where you were, they had. It was years ago when the lumber camp was operational, but um, so that left a lot of nice farmland and things like that. But now you're getting back into sort of the stands of trees as you head up towards Stone Mark. Um, and what would have been an attempt at a surprise from the side of the road is sort of seen and foiled a little bit by uh, Shay's passive perception. Real quickly as you're heading up the road, you see them out of the corner of your eye because they're almost past you and almost behind you when they make their move. But there are these small, greenish, um, lizard-like creatures that bust out of the woods on both sides of the road and make a charge at the cart, and they're carrying like, um, uh, like a caber or like a, a tree trunk, as if they're going to try and ram the cart from both sides with it. We hope you've enjoyed our date night together. Remember, you can really help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Thanks for listening. See you again next week.